From Vistio, this is recorded for Quality Assurance. A show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Welcome to CXQA Live, the home of the agent-centric contact center philosophy. And we believe that agents with the right training, tools, and connection with your company will be a revenue growth and protection center for your business or brand. They're going to be the best diagnostic tool that you could possibly have for your business. They're going to ensure that your customers are satisfied and connected. They're going to produce more and better work, and they're going to want to stay and contribute to the long-term success of your company. Our special guest today is Brandon Stacy, Global Manager of Business Development with Fusion BPO. Brandon, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. So this past holiday season featured an historic customer experience meltdown in the airline industry. So it was kind of a combination of unusual weather connected with an unusual volume even for holiday travel. And part of that comes from the fact that a lot of people hadn't been able to travel for a couple of years and there was even higher motivation to travel. But this this combination of the weather and incredible you know flight volume all happening at once uh, really turned into a big mess. Um, so I, I know I had a, a trip planned to New York City with my oldest son and I was reading about the potential craziness going on and I ended up canceling that trip and... Uh, you know, doing something different. We we drove to the mountains and and uh, you know experienced some uh, cold weather in an airstream trailer, and it was beautiful. Um, we did not get stuck in an airport. I was afraid that might happen. That happened to a lot of people, and a lot of people's plans were disrupted. Nearly every airline serving the Midwest and Northeast U.S. had to contend with this situation, and and some did better than others as far as the uh, the fallout and so forth, and it's kind of a, a big story now, right? And it was it was really really dramatic the way the media was reporting it as well. Isn't that the way it always is, right? Um, yes. But um, you know, by the numbers, Southwest Airlines suffered a catastrophic meltdown, canceling thousands of flights for five days in a row. Um, you know, some of the other major airlines canceled less flights and had less bad press. But as far as Southwest is concerned, the operations center, the customer service operations, and all of the employees of the airline were kind of helpless to fix the meltdown efficiently because of a combination of their direct route model rather than the hub and spoke model that most of the other airlines use, meaning when several flights get canceled at any kind of volume, there's not a pool of pilots and staff in a single location that can be redistributed along other flight routes. And so that that meant that they needed to be able to communicate very, very quickly and move resources around. And because of some antiquated technology, they were not able to do that. And, and so that created a, a really difficult customer situation. The numbers say over a million customers were affected during this time frame. And there's lots of articles if you want to read more about it in major newspapers across the country. Um, you know, there are a lot of families spending nights, including Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, sleeping in airports, right? It was definitely a mess. But there's a lot more to this story 
than the way that the media is reporting it. Typically, that's the case, right? Um, Brandon, you actually were one of those Southwest Airlines customers that was impacted by all of this, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So um, we had a flight from New York City to Chicago, um, and then that flight would then extend to, from Chicago to Salt Lake City. We're located in Salt Lake City, trying to fly home for Christmas. Um, and my brother was actually impacted through through the flight. Um, he was flying from New York to Chicago. Um, when he got to Chicago, the the flight was canceled from Chicago to Salt Lake City. Um, so I I got a you know a hysterical call from him trying to figure out what he's going to do. Should he drive? I know a lot of people took the options to to rent a car and drive home. In this case, he's actually going west, right? So then the storm was headed east. So he would be actually going into the storm even more. So he decided to wait it out. You know, contacting customer service multiple times, trying to figure out what it is it can do, and the whole time, you know, he he just said that the Southwest reps felt helpless. They were apologizing, very apologetic, um, offering water, checking in on him. I'm at the airport, um, and he ended up spending 12 hours in the airport overnight. Um, on Christmas Eve day, um, he was finally able to get a flight home, um, and and made it to Salt Lake City. Um, I guess what the customer service interaction for me with them was where I really felt was amazing was when we're walking the lines of luggage um, for four hours in Salt Lake City Airport looking for luggage, right? Um, and what amazed me was is that the Southwest representatives were walking around with a clipboard, right? Handing out water, um, checking in with their customers. Um, and one thing that really, you know, took, I took a step back was there was a lot of irate, upset people, right? They're trying to get home to see their family um yeah. and the representatives did something that i that, that we always try to teach in call centers is let the customer finish speaking before you interrupt them right and they're under a lot of stress i mean it's stressful traveling yourself as it is right um you know especially if you have kids or in a family with you and you're stuck they let the people finish speaking and they and they let people vent and it was just amazing to see that the level of respect that they had for their customers, right? And just and putting themselves in their shoes and apologizing and saying, I'm going to do everything that I can to help you. Um, and I, I do have a few other people to check in on and just being very transparent. And I think that that is what went a long way for, for us and for my brother, right? The whole time he just kept telling me, you know, these people are amazing with Southwest. I've flown other airlines before. I've been stuck at a, you know, checking in my bag and maybe not having enough money to pay for the baggage fare and being told I have to leave my bag behind, right? Um, Southwest has never, ever treated me or my family that way. Um, they've always been very pleasant to speak to, especially if you're under distress and you're, you're, you're trying to figure something out. It's almost like, hey, let me take your hand and walk you through the process. Um, and you could see the level of stress on, you know, that they they were impacted. But you wouldn't have known if, if you were just checking in for a flight that day, uh, maybe flying out and just bought a flight. Um, you wouldn't have known that 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 they were under that type of, you know, stress and experiencing that just by the level of service and how they held themselves. Very professional. Um, and, you know, a lot of them probably went home and cried, you know, that day. But um, I I. I just couldn't believe the level of service of them walking around, checking with people. You just didn't see that from other airlines. It's mostly like, I'm going to step back and, you know, you're in this situation and there's nothing I can do. So I'm helpless. 
Um, and four things that came to mind for me was teamwork, right? For them, they had great teamwork talking and within their little crews that they had within the airport. And then the partnership. Um, with the airport and trying to understand where, you know, how long has this luggage been here? How many waves have come through of people to check the baggage? Um, and then the other thing was facing challenges. I know at an airport, right, anything could happen and you're facing a challenge. Um, and they just took that head on and then overcoming the obstacles in front of them and trying to get everyone rescheduled, get people flights that are needed to get, you know, to get scheduled. And then I believe it was defying all odds in the end. You know, their mission statement with Southwest is, um, you know, embeds the core values of warmth, friendliness, pride, and company spirit. Um, and when I went home and I kind of Googled what was going on um, and to, to find out, you know, like what, what was behind all this, right? Um, one of the things that popped up on Google was their mission statement. I read that and that really just kind of hit home for me. I was like, well, I felt that, right? And 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 not every company that has core values and mission statements like that embed that into their work every day. And I think that Southwest truly does need to be given some their people, right? Their people that are working in the front lines, given the recognition that they deserve for that. No, that's it's a really great story. And there's so much I want to pull out and point out from what you said, man. Yeah. You know, for one thing. The ability to see a mission statement and a set of corporate values actually at work in a crisis, that's big, right? So there are definitely questions to be asked about senior leadership in a situation like this. How did we get here? You know, what what could we have done to prevent this crisis? But at the end of the day, the ability to see the values and the mission of the company lived out in a crisis is an excellent reflection on senior leadership, right? And and I and I think if I'm being honest as a customer, I would much rather have an interaction with a brand that does everything in their power to make issues right and engages with me at the level that I am experiencing them than I would a company that focuses only on policies, even if those policies usually prevent big problems for them the policy does not always translate to the person, right? So when you see a culture that, you know, people are taking pride in making the best of a terrible situation as an employee, and they're dealing with, quite honestly, probably a high level of hostility from from, from people that don't care how empathetic you are. I'm mad because I'm not going to be where I'm supposed to be, and I don't know where my bags are, and whatever the scenarios are. And travel is stressful for some people, even if it goes flawlessly, right? So, you know, you you have those instabilities that magnify a problem like this. And yet, you know, it sounds like if I'm hearing you, you are going to fly Southwest again. You have no break in your loyalty with Southwest because of this. In fact, it sounds like maybe it's grown. Yeah, that's true because I've actually looked for flights. I'm, I'm looking to actually go to New York City and then fly to um, Florida and go on a cruise this this summer, right, or this this next fall. Um, and uh, looking at the flights, and there's some airlines which I'm not going to say, but there, there are some airlines out there that, you know, I've had interactions with people just just being stressed out in an airport in Chicago myself. You know, look reflecting on these, and I'm like, you know, I would rather interact with someone that's going to 
like they they, they want to help me and, and they're going to take care of me as a customer um, and then go and and fly a flight that, you know, I'm not really going to enjoy and I'm not going to really appreciate how I'm being talked to from from whoever's stressed out with whatever airline. Right. I think Southwest, I've never had a bad experience. I've sat down um, being stressed out after meetings, getting on a short flight, have to be to another meeting. Right. Trying to do everything that I could do, trying to connect to the Internet on the plane, just all the stresses that come with traveling traveling with business and you know it's just really nice to have that refreshing experience when you're just someone's treating you like you're a first class flight for uh, sure customer, for sure a right? couple things i want to pull out though that are kind of translatable outside of even the airline industry for our listeners and you know our goal with the show is to have helpful conversations that help cx leaders to think about how they can grow their operations to better reflect their company's culture and their company's values and to accomplish their company's mission. So I want to focus just for a minute on the two pieces. One is the culture, and we've talked about that. And the other is training, right? So there were breakdowns with the technology. You know, there was not an ability to provide the kind of information that the customer needed. And those scenarios are so stressful for any employee in any type of business, right? So if you've got an employee who is facing an angry customer who has a legitimate concern, a legitimate problem with the brand, and all they really want is an answer and you can't give them a good answer because you don't have the data in front of you, that is a very, very difficult situation. And the only thing that can overcome that is A, the quality of the employee's connection with their company, if they don't believe that their company actually does care, even though there's a major fail, if they don't believe the company cares, then they're not going to express that care to the customer. Right. And then the second thing is the training that comes into that, where we might not be able to give you the answer that you want right now, but this is what I can tell you. And you mentioned transparency, right? You know, Transparency is something that has to be trained and made into a policy because a lot of businesses won't be transparent with an upset customer. You know, a lot of businesses train their employees and their agents to obscure the truth if it's a difficult truth or to maybe even say something that isn't true in order to get a short-term positive interaction with that customer only to not follow through with it. But, you know, when you're sitting there in, in a massive crisis and you can look somebody in the eye or you can have that conversation over the phone and you can say, yes, we are having a massive fail. Yes, this is not good. And I'm sorry, I can't provide the kind of information that you need. And I really need to go speak with another customer who's having the same problem that you're having. And I will be back to check in on you. We will provide you information as soon as it becomes available. And this is honestly the best that I can do for you right now. And to be able to have that kind of a real conversation, you know, I'll be just kind of honest. I, I don't think our society realizes how important the truth is. So often we want to be told what we want to be true, but honestly, we should be looking for what is true, even if it's painful. And I think in a scenario like this, where there's, you know, the opportunity to say, yes, there'll be a flight available for you in 15 minutes. Your bag is just around the corner, you know, and make that short-term interaction more pleasant for the agent or the employee, but it's not true. Instead, the, the reports are, and what you've shared today 
is they were transparent and they were real. And that comes from training. That comes from valuing a long-term relationship with your customer that is based on truth, that is based on credibility. And you know, next week, we're going to have a really interesting show. We're going to be talking about CX that is done based on values and value. So rather than just on metrics and business performance metrics, increasingly what you're seeing is that customers are remaining loyal to the companies that they trust and that they believe in, right? And, and I, I'm seeing even in my own buying habits and my own customer habits, I'm more willing to pay more for a company whose cause I believe in or the way that they do things or that has earned my trust through being credible. And that's different. That's that's a shift that is occurring. And, and I don't know if it's just because we all sat home for two years and got to reflect on our life or, you know, we've been burned so many times, right? Um, you know, the old marketing ploys of, you know, the bright, shiny gleam in the corner of the eye, you should buy our product. You know, that's not what drives revenue the way it used to. You know, ultimately, ultimately, it's what we believe in with regard to the brand. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it goes back to those interactions, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's all about the interaction. Every time you interact with the customer as a CX agent, as a rep in the store, maybe you're walking the floor just helping customers look for product, you know, as some of the big retailers like Home Depot and Lowe's and all those other companies, right? People are, they stick to those main brands because of those interactions that they have. And then also, what is the company going to do for me when something goes wrong? Like I purchased a new home and now I got a new a fridge and now the fridge isn't working, right? you know they came and got my fridge and put a new fridge in right that's that's what i'm paying for that's why i want to shop there and i think it's the same with southwest too um although i don't think that you know personally i don't feel that they're going to have a big you know customer loss i i really don't just because everyone i've talked to has really enjoyed flying southwest and it's unfortunate that they got stuck in a really bad situation without the tools and resources to be able to rebound effectively from that and uh you know i know that you know southwest will take what they need to do and and implement it um we're hoping right but uh, like i said all the a lot of the other airliners are acceptable to this as well and so i think you have to look at what what does southwest offer um and and how long if they've been doing this business and and the level of service that they provide to their customers is, is sure. something you know that is really unmatched in the industry. Well, in and their unique approach to all kinds of dynamics within you know uh, the experience of flying Southwest it really sets it apart. I will say this too, you know, their CEO communicated publicly early and consistently, and what the CEO was saying lined up with what the public was experiencing. And so there, once again, is a, an undergirding of credibility in the customer relationship so that when when the CEO is saying, yeah, we we blew this and this is what we're trying to do to get through it in the short run to take care of our customers right now. And these are the things we'll be looking at in the medium and long term. And when that information that is shared lines up with the customer's experience, that takes a lot of pressure off of the agent and the employee right? To try to even sort through some of this stuff. So there are a couple of things, long-term takeaways, right? That I think are important to view this. And I got a feeling we'll have a touch point on this maybe in a few months and, and maybe we'll even get somebody from Southwest on the call 
to discuss this. So the, if you're a Southwest CX leader and you're listening to this content, you're invited. Reach out. We would love to have this conversation and learn more about you know, how you guys followed through with this. And we're celebrating a lot of the the good stuff here that you guys obviously already have in place. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But there is also a scenario here that infrastructure has to be viewed proactively, right, to prevent meltdowns. You know, there's always this ecosystem of dynamics that go into customer experience and and the ability to get information to the agent to give to the customer is a huge part of it. And that was missing here on a level that everybody felt. And again, we've talked about how wonderful the response was from the agents. And I'll talk about why I think that is in more depth here in a second. But quite frankly, it's a scenario where we all can take a lesson here, right? Including the other airlines, right? They, they kind of got a pass in some ways because of their hub yeah. and spoke model, right? They didn't get smacked in the face quite as much. But I mean, I I fly enough to know that airline backend software is not where it needs to be. And, I, and I've called airline customer service phone lines to know that it's not what anybody thinks it should be necessarily. Even when the agents are wonderful, they're somewhat hamstrung. And it's an industry that moves slowly. And you know, I've been a part of those, so I understand how that works. But at the same time, all of us in business need to evaluate the tools that we have in place to make sure that they are helping to move the customer experience forward and towards a growing positive trajectory. Now, the other thing, and I want to, I want us to just always say this, and that is that ultimately customer experience is in the hands of your agents, right? So once the crisis happens, it's not time to do training. That time has passed. Right. You know, that's one thing we do here, you know, at Fusion is we make sure that we go through those crisis times or what we call as large call volume. Right. Um, you know, you got 300 calls in queue. That next person you're taking the call from and waiting for 10 to 20 minutes or in Southwest instance, seven hours, you know, just to speak to somebody. People are starting to get irate sitting on that phone. Right. And then you also have the new technology where people can, you know, wait in line and hang up and you're giving them a call back. So those phone lines can get real tied up and going back to that partnership piece, right, is making sure that, you know, if you do have a large company such as Southwest and there's a situation like this that happens, is leaning on those partners and being able to rely on them and for them to deliver for you because, you know, that's why you're paying them. And I think that that's important, right? I think it's important to to know who your partners are and make sure that they're trained. And we do that here at Fusion. We make sure that our agents are trained and up to speed and we go through those scenarios and train them for those high intense volume times or peak intervals and make sure that they know what to do and who to rely on and being able to call in other support, like other supervisors off shift, just to make sure that, you know, our agents are taken care of. And I think that, you know, once you have those core values that are lined up and your mission statement aligns with, with what is best for your customer, um, you know, it's a win-win at that point and making a bad situation into a little bit better of an experience for your customers. That's what's going to retain the loyalty, like you said previous. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the investment that CX leaders make when there's not a crisis will determine whether that crisis becomes a redemptive narrative with their customer or it becomes the end of the narrative, you know, and ultimately businesses are in existence to drive revenue and to make profit. But we often lose sight of the way that the customer's decision-making capability and their experience really is, is the number one variable in whether or not we continue to grow our business or whether we shrink in market share 
and we shrink in profitability. So, you know, the things that you can do to train, to build the tools, to make that connection, because I think I'm probably always going to focus on some of the soft elements like culture more than most, because it's very difficult to measure. It's very difficult to measure, honestly, the agent experience or the employee experience it's something that we're actually working on a metric to try to to make that more tangible for the use of a business case measurement and and correlative and causational improvement measurement all that good stuff but at the end of the day if your employee doesn't have what they need and they don't feel like your company cares about them as well as the customer and the customer experience then they're really in a no win situation and that's ultimately going to end in a loss in revenue yeah, and I think it, when you have when you have a situation like that, it's so easy to throw in the towel. Wouldn't you agree? Right? I don't have my tools, and my company doesn't care. So you're out of luck, customer. I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's not my fault, right? Yeah. And that's not you know what I experienced with Southwest, and and a lot of the training is just being able to connect with your customer, right? And being able to say, look, I, I don't, I'm not able to give you that information right now. This is the information I'm able to give you. How are you and your family doing? Or do you have everything you need? Is there something that we can do right now in this moment? Do you need water? Do you need, you know, are you, are you guys okay? And knowing Southwest and just experiencing what I experienced, those things are happening. And a lot of the other companies out there, they don't really take the time to ask how their customers are doing on a phone call after they've been waiting for six hours, right? They, you know, like, I understand that I can't help you today, but I want to make sure that you're okay and your family's okay. And that there, that alone, I think that goes a long way with the customer. No, it really does. It really does. So, you know, th this is a scenario where um, there's a lot of negativity in the press about what happened. There's a lot of uh, magnification of the negative. And my friend, Fred Stacy, who's been on the show a couple of times, does a really good job with the content that he puts out on focusing on CX victories and wins and positives. And um, so shout out to Fred, but I want to take a page out of his book with this show today. And I was really glad to come across your post, Brandon, to get to meet you and connect with you. And, um, you know, th this is a moment to reflect positively on all of the agents across the world that are doing their best to provide the kind of service that they would want to have. And for the companies that set those agents up in the ways that we've discussed here today to provide that. And um, it's been really great to have you on the show, Brandon. I really appreciate your time and hopefully we'll have you on again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Hope everybody has a great Tuesday. Go make an impact. And keep it up, Southwest. That's right. Kudos. To listen to a recording of this and other episodes, visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX live.